Well, you only live once, maybe not And this life right now might be all we've got So let's contemplate the hereafter While we speculate with some laughter About this grim thing that happens to us all After that final curtain call But before you take that final breath Let's laugh about, let's laugh about Welcome to Let's Laugh About Death, the dramedy podcast that celebrates life while contemplating the inevitable. I'm your host, Tim Rooney, and today I'm here to talk to you about happiness. Well, I'm not, but me and my guests will talk about it. And my guest is Amy Dix, and she and I have a conversation about being happy. You know, how to cope with tragedy. She had some personal tragedy herself recently, and we get into the science of happiness. It's actually pretty cool. It's pretty fascinating, something I wasn't aware of. And, uh, you know, we talk about that. We talk about, you know, just the concept of, of we need to focus on being happy more. We need to, you know, teach happiness if, you know, possible in schools and, and things of that nature. It's, it's, there's this concept that happiness is a destination. And it's like, no, you need to be able to learn how to be happy. And we touch a little bit about how, being happy is almost difficult for some people and the science behind that. So, but, um, you know, speaking of happy, there's some noise in the background and my wife, she's a fan of a band. So if you hear noise in the background, I was going to sit there and try and wait till it was done. And I was going to tell her to turn the volume down. I'm like, no, you know what? No, screw it. She's happy. That makes her happy. She looks forward to this. She loves this. And so this is like her concert. And this is her time to enjoy herself. She had something scheduled with this same band this Labor Day weekend and uh, got canceled due to COVID. And she's enjoying herself. And, uh, you know, so again, find your happy. My wife is very good at finding her happy. Me, not so much, but I'm working on it. And I realize, again, it's not a destination. You know, you shouldn't chase that carrot and think that once you have this thing, you'll be happy. You got to find it now. And I'm working on it. And we all should, because it's it's not a place that you should shoot for. It's a place that you should learn to have now. Um, it's been set in songs. It's been set in writing. It's been set in a whole bunch of different formats. And it's, you know, it's that whole learning to live or learning to love what you have, basically. But, um, yeah, so one last thing I'd like to do, speaking of happy, uh, I had some fans of the haunting movies reach out to me. And they, uh, you know, you know what? I'm going to give them a little shout out. And it's two sisters. It's Francesca and Julianne. So happy birthday, Julianne. And uh, Francesca put me up to it to uh, do a little shout out to her uh, on a different format. And I was like, you know what? I'll do it on my podcast, too. So I thought that was neat. That made me happy. Them asking me uh, or Francesca asked me to do that made me very happy. So there you go. It's little things. It's finding happiness in the little things. So anyway, in the meantime here. Uh, you know, I, I say that a lot in the meantime, in the meantime, you know what? There's nothing wrong with saying in the meantime, think about happiness. You can look for the thing, but in the meantime, be happy. So in the meantime, here's my conversation with Amy Dix. Enjoy. Bad. I um yeah yeah just uh 
you know, everybody dealing with this thing that's happening all over the place. Well, pick a thing, actually, at this point. But um, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's uh, it's unreal. But you know, uh, just trying to hang in there and keep pushing on and and uh, you know, do my doing my best, just like everybody else. Yeah, I think a lot is like perspective. You oh, know, yeah. of like, okay, like what's going on? I was talking to my dad this morning, and so I'm originally from Nebraska. Okay. And um, so they live in Lincoln, Nebraska, of all places. And uh, so he sent these pictures to the family text thread this morning, and his office got like ransacked or whatever by the riots. And wow. I was like, in Lincoln? In, yeah, I was going to say in Lincoln. You wow. Know, like, yeah. Holy cow. And so he was just saying like billions of dollars, blah, blah, blah. And they're, um, so anyway, long story short, at the end of it, I go, well, Blair, his name's Blair, I call him Blair. I was like, well, Blair, <laughs> I have some bad news too, but you know, it doesn't really seem so bad anymore after talking to you. I'm like, my hot water heater went out. I it. <laughs> you know, and I thought it was so terrible yesterday. I'm like, oh, I don't even want to tell my dad about it. My dad's like one of those people who's like, if something's on a list you've got to get it done, right? So, like, I knew if I told him I had to replace my hot water heater and I didn't, like, already have it lined up, and he would just, like, be on my ass. Like, well, have you called anyone? What time are they coming out? When are they scheduled? You know? And so I was, like, just really, like, holding back telling him. And then after all that, he was like, oh, yep. Seems like you need to get it replaced. I'm like, yep. All right. Yeah. Well, at that <laughs> point, it's, it's good news. It's like, oh, and by the way, I, yeah. I just got to replace a water heater. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So all perspective, you know. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, it's it's I you know, I've looked back on things that I that I thought were major issues when I was younger and I mm -hmm. you know and I now just go, geez, I'd I'd give for those. You know? Um Totally. Live and learn too, you know. Totally. Yeah, yeah. That's uh you know, it's it's just it, like you said, it's perspective. And I've and I've had that conversation with people and I've had people tell me you know, don't downplay my problems. It's like, that's not what I'm doing. What I'm doing is I'm trying to help you put it in perspective of, yeah, you've got some shit on your plate right now, but there are a lot of people right. who are dealing with a lot worse. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and you know, yeah. I, I guess you're, some would say you're only given what you can handle. And, and I don't know how, how much I believe that. I think it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit of everything, you know, you're, what you can handle it's circumstantial it's it's coincidental it's it's all that but you know i think i think people are if given you know a, a, a severe challenge there are those who just rise above and those who just don't mm -hmm. you know so mm -hmm. but yeah um, but that's well said so Very yeah well i said Thank you. I apologize if I if I'm talking a little weird. Uh, I I had a, I've I've mentioned this already. I've had a seizure the other night. I, I have them every once in a while. Oh, yeah. and, well, it, it it happens. It's just it it. They're yeah. usually actually kind of funny because I wake up babbling and I have no idea what's going on. Um, yeah. But every time I chew the shit out of my tongue, so it's like you know when you bite ah. like a corner of your tongue. Um, yeah, yeah, imagine, yeah, imagine if your whole mouth, your, whole, your tongue. whole tongue is just chomped. And it's, so it's like every yeah. time I talk. <laughs> so if I sound a little like restrained, that's part of it. It's Or I sound mush mouth. But, uh, you know, hey, 
I, I've I've learned to cope with it. Again, it's one of those things, and it's not like it's that big of a deal. It just it's it's uncomfortable. It's sore, but you know, after a few days, it's fine. But uh, how long do they last? Uh, the seizures or the tongue soreness? Yeah, the seizures you usually know, the last. Seizures. Uh, well, I here's the weird thing is that they're like evolving. Really yeah. Well, oh okay. no, no. For me, I, I usually have to ask other people's perspective, but um, for me, they don't even seem like they happen. You know, it's like the first time it happened. All of a sudden, I woke up to a room full of amb- or uh, paramedics, and because uh, mm-hmm. my wife had no idea what was going on, now she knows how to handle. Them, you know, um, right. But then I had. Um, you know, one, usually I've had about 11 so far. So it's not like I'm one of those people who, you know, suffers from two or three, two or three of these a day, you know, thank God. Um, but, or, and there are people who deal with dozens of these a day. You know, I remember watching a little video, a video of a little girl who had upwards of like a dozen grand mal seizures every day. And they, that's Mm -hmm. one of the big, uh, uh, things that they use to kind of try and, show people the benefits of CBD oil was a, uh, they gave her CBD and she, yeah, she went down from like a dozen a day to like one or two a week or something like that. It was, it was, it was, it was a staggering enough of an improvement, you know, whereas with me, they happen so rarely, there's no warning sign. They just kind of happen. So it's like, Mm -hmm. there's no way to really track them, you know? Uh, So Mm -hmm. there would be no idea of a, of an, of a noticeable improvement if I were to take something like that. Uh, They got me on some medication, but, Clearly, it's not helping, and it hasn't been for the last couple of years. But, uh, yeah, when I have them, it's like uh, I had one at work back in January of this year. And all of a sudden, I was eating uh, ravioli. And I remember eating that last little piece, and then I w- woke up in an ambulance. And it was like, you know, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know, I'm, like, freaking out oh, and I'm panicked because, yeah, it's – for anybody who listens, who who suffers from anything like that, or or any kind of, you know, thing that takes away your mental, you know, faculties, it's, I know what I I remember all of it, but I have like almost no filters. You know, it's like I almost turn into like a caged animal or something like that, and I started like rocking the the gurney, and one of the guys uh, came around behind me and just went, Boop, knocked my ass out, and then I woke <laughs> up in the ER. <laughs> But, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's just a fact of life now. You know, I I, uh, I don't drive, you know, I, and it's like I, I I'll go to like the, the corner store or something, but I don't take a trip longer than two miles. You know, even that is probably risky. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, sometimes it's it's a necessity and and there isn't a law against, you know, people being able to, to, to drive in Colorado, whereas in like, uh, Michigan, they were, uh, they were very strict. They were like, if you have a seizure, you cannot drive period for six months. And I, mm-hmm. I did that, you know, I stuck to it, but you know, out here in the Denver area, it's like, if I want to get anywhere, I've got to, I've got to take, you know, I got to drive my car, but my wife was able to take me to the bus stop for a while. So that worked out well, but yeah, I mean, what part of Denver? So I lived in Denver for 10 years. Oh wow! Okay. Um, yeah. So what? Over to Denver, yeah. We're in uh, the Thornton North Glen area. So That's where I live. well, I lived downtown for a while, but then um, when I bought my house, I bought it was in Thornton. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. That's uh, you know, I thought when I was when I was down, you know, I was like, this looks like a Denver number. So um, mm, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and that's why I was like, because I'm I'm still pretty new to the area. I've been here less than less than two mm. years, but you know, uh, here enough to recognize the uh, area codes and stuff. So, but um, yeah, yeah, I. Uh, um, but I knew you weren't living in this area uh, uh, currently. So, so where are you at? Right. I'm in. I moved from Denver seven years ago now, which is like seems so weird. But I live in Jacksonville Beach, Florida now. Florida. Okay. I thought. Yeah, I thought I heard that you were in the Florida area. Um, yeah. So how do, how do you like Florida? Oh, I love it. Really, I mean, that's cool. Cool earlier. <laughs> that's very cool. Yeah. That's I hear yeah. you either love Florida or you hate Florida. Like, you know, I totally agree. That <laughs> that's my experience from talking to people too. That's what I hear from everybody. I've got I got friends who moved down there who were like, "Dude, this is so great. You should come down." And then I've got other friends who were like, "Oh God, I don't even go outside in the summertime. I treat it like winter. You know, you just mm-hmm. you stay people indoors. Do. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's hot. Oh yeah, and, and muggy. It's like it's like Michigan." You know, uh, turned up the heat turned up because Michigan would get gross. You know, you get a ninety degree day in Michigan, and it's like it yeah. feels, ugh, you know. And I hear you can have that in Florida too. Well, even more so. But um, well, yeah, but it's different. It feels different. Like okay, so I lived in Wisconsin for a year too. Okay, so I so, get yeah. the whole Michigan thing, yeah, against the lake and all that. But so yeah, I mean, it's just it's all. I don't know. I w- man, I'll go back to perspective. Like maybe <laughs> relative, but like yeah. humidity, humidity. But it just feels different depending on where you are. So you're totally right. Actually, just yesterday we had a, a rainstorm coming in, and it felt oddly pleasant with the humidity in the air. Yeah, you know, because out in Colorado it's dry, so it's like what Familiar we got it. for you. That's yeah, why. yeah, <laughs> it totally. Yeah. It's like, hey, this feels right. <laughs> Right. It's so true. I've always like when I was traveling all the time, I remember doing this post one time about just like I love getting off that plane and feeling that humidity because it makes me feel like I'm home. Yeah, yeah. That's that's you know, definitely some true. people get off and they're like, Oh, it's so muggy. I'm like, No, open those airplane doors, man. I'm waiting <laughs> for that humidity to come whooping <laughs> through. Yeah, yeah. It's well and and it's there's almost a I don't want to say it's a – well, you know what? It, you you could definitely feel the humidity and you could feel the air. Whereas when you're mm-hmm. in an area that's dry, it's kind of like you just take the, take it for granted, you know. And uh, um, But, yeah, in Michigan, you would feel – it was almost like the the the, the air and, – and, and Florida and any of the places that are muggy, you feel the air in the uh, – uh, well, air, <laughs> and, uh, you know, all around you. But it feels like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's almost like a. I'm, tr- I'm trying to put it into words. It's like a. Uh, yeah, it it all is just coming out dumb. I was gonna say it's like an element. Well, yeah, <laughs> I can't put it into words. But it's like it's like a f- you know familiar force in the air. You know, it's like you can definitely yeah. feel it. Yeah, it's not just something yeah. where it affects you. You feel it in the air. So. Very true. Well said. So what, <laughs> what, um, so, uh, what, what have you been up to? I mean, I, for those listening, I was going to interview Amy in November and I've told, uh, you know, I've mentioned on my intro of, uh, on my launch, uh, that I had a whole bunch of life happen. And, uh, you know, again, it's how, it's how you react to it. It's, it's circumstantially, it wasn't necessarily anything that anybody else hasn't dealt with, but it just hit me at the right time. 
and I ended up, uh, uh, we had an appointment or an interview or whatever you want to call this conversation scheduled. And I was like, I just, I don't have it in me. And then I ended up, uh, putting my show on hiatus and Amy has been incredibly understanding. Um, and, and, and I have listened to your episode with Chris and hearing about your background and, 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 uh, things that you've gone through. If anybody knows how to, uh, you know, keep things in perspective and, and react to them in a certain way and, and not let them keep you down. It's you. I mean, it's, uh, you've got a <laughs> Facebook group that is, you know, I love checking it out because it, we need more happy. We don't get enough happy. We need more you know? happy. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's what your Facebook group is all about. And I love it. So, um, if you can give the, uh, the listeners a little, just a, you know, just an, an idea of what, hell you went through um to be able to stay as happy as you have it's it's very impressive isn't even the word it's encouraging it's it's you know all kinds of just feelings of holy shitness so that's a new word wow. now well, thank you <laughs> no problem <laughs> I really, uh, I mean, that's powerful. Holy shitness. No, truly. <laughs> thanks for those words. I mean, Absolutely. I think, I think sometimes when you go through life and here as we sit in 2020, uh, and you share your life with the world because we live in this like digital world, you know, you don't know like who you're, who you're inspiring, but maybe not even inspiring, like who you're turning off to. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so to hear that, you know, uh, you feel that way, I just really, really appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just to give a little bit of context to what you're kind of referring to in 2016, April 1st, 2016, um, was no normal April Fool's day. It was the day that we learned that my mom had glioblastoma, which is terminal brain cancer. And the thing with glioblastoma is, uh, it, there's a hundred percent chance it's going to come back. So it's always going to come back. Uh, they really don't even like the statistics as, as I understood them, don't even really talk about like survivorship so much. It's really more on just like, what's the average lifespan mm. because at some point it's just that, it's just that aggressive of cancer. So, you know, when you get that, when you get that news, I think you're always kind of just like taken aback no matter what, like oh, life, of course stop like it completely holds for like even if it's just a split second like life stops while you kind of like go okay wait what does this mean <laughs> what's going to happen so um so that's kind of what transpired in april uh and she you know went through my mom is like this insanely happy positive um, always like really fun, spunky woman. And so it was quite incredible actually to see her personality as, as I always knew her, but then how it just really continued like through her story throughout her dying process. And, um, she did die eight months later. So December 10th of that same year, uh, was her death date. So it was just like this really, you know, I hate when people use, I don't know what I hate it, but it just think there's got to be a better word than journey. I, everyone's used that word, but man, I can't come up with a better word. So I guess we'll use it. But it was just an interesting time, like throughout her journey um, of her dying and really like understanding. I think 
it was, you know, less like about this story of this woman dying of brain cancer. And it was more of like the stories that I started to share was really more stories of just happiness and positivity and like the, the things that I learned from her growing up. <clears throat> and quite honestly, I think I took advantage of it because I don't think, uh, I don't think I realized that like, Everyone doesn't grow up in like a happy household. No, <laughs> I mean, no. I think to a certain level, right? Yeah, I mean, that's really that'd be really ignorant to think that like everybody's super happy. But you know, I just I think I was really really lucky, and I didn't have that. You were talking about perspective. I didn't really have that perspective until I became an adult, probably in college, and started meeting you know other people, and, and you start to actually live life. And then you go, oh, yeah, okay, my family was really flipping awesome, and <laughs> we had a really great childhood, and we're all really pretty happy, positive people. So um, so that's kind of, that's the, the background, the overview. Gotcha. That's, yeah, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, if you have it, you don't, not that you don't appreciate it, but you don't know to appreciate it. You know? 100%. Yeah, yeah. You know? Because you just assume. 100%. I, I could imagine. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying my childhood was bad. My childhood was not bad. It wasn't a, we weren't a very close family. Um, I, we, we were uh, after, you know, I had a sibling die a couple years ago and that brought us more together. Um, but, uh, but in terms of, you know, growing up and, and, uh, having a traditional, you know, TV style family where everything was great, everything was happening, you know, people, you know, it, it wasn't that. And then and again, it wasn't bad. My, I had an older sister who spoiled the shit out of me. You know, I was, uh, there was like a 12 year <laughs> difference between us. So, oh, right, oh right. yeah. So she bought me every toy I could think of, you know, and, and, and the thing was, is I didn't really want for a lot of toys. And I even mentioned this recently is said, I was one of those weird kids who I would play with the box or I would keep it all contained because I was afraid of losing some of the parts or, oh, you know, things like so that. Funny. Yeah. So I, I've never been one for stuff. It's so much, you know, but, uh, but yeah, she would, she would almost get more into the idea of collecting almost on my behalf, like vicariously through me where, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, she would find out I've, I like a, uh, uh, a thing. You know, like uh, when I was when I was in high school, I I I, I got and yeah, it's a little old for it, but uh, I got turned on to the Ninja Turtles, and so she just got like, you know, it was it was one of those things where it was like I got it as a kind of a almost a gag gift when I was sixteen, and then before I knew it, I had like all kinds of turtle shit, you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, and that's just how she was, you know. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I, I I said I liked the Incredibles movie, and it was like I got a bunch of. You know, Incredibles T-shirts and things like that. It was like she once she knew that you, there was something that you even remotely liked, she got you that for gifts. And so yeah. that was more where it came from. Was you know she did that. And so, and I'm not saying that getting gifts makes a good childhood. That that that's that's not the, what I'm getting at. But um, yeah, you know, it's one of those types of things that you just assume everybody lives that way. You know, and I assumed everybody lived the way I did. And you know, there are people that I talk to where they're like, oh, shit, my mom beat the crap out of me. And, you know, my, my, you know, yada, yada. I'm like, wow, I didn't have that. You know, and then you hear other people who it's like, yeah, every every day was practically Thanksgiving. And it's like, well, we didn't have that either. <laughs> so it's like, 
what you grow up with, you know, that that's normal. So, you know, and that's. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I think, too, like, um, you don't you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, totally. You know, and like, you know, so and we didn't have like a perfect family, which oh, call yeah. TV family. That was really, that yeah. was really funny to me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's actually really funny. <laughs> you know, we didn't have that either. My My brother got kicked out of high school, you know, gotcha. Yeah, but yeah, see, that would have been the way for me. <laughs> the kicked out of high school would have just been a two-part story arc, you know, at the season finale. That's how that would have worked. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I like that. No, but, uh, yeah, of course, and everybody has their issues. And again, it comes back to that whole, you know, that thing we started the conversation off with of, you were looking at a hot water heater like, son of a bitch. And your dad's like, yeah, yeah. we lost all kinds of stuff. And you're like, that's not so bad now, you know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And, and you get you get everybody gets their, you know, their, uh, um, you know, they, people say they get what they can handle. I don't know. I think people can handle a lot more than they're aware of because you have to. Well, exactly true. Like when you said that earlier, I was like, you know, I I, I think I hear that a lot um, when people are talking about like, and and, and I, I, anyway, when people are talking about like religion or like God, will only give you what you can handle. So, but regardless of what you believe, that's not the point. My point is, is like I don't like that saying either on a lot of levels. But one of the levels is like, no, come on, like you just when you're in it, you just deal with it, like. Yeah. You, but sometimes, like, you can't see the forest through the trees, right? Totally, like, yeah. You think life is so bad uh, for whatever reason because you don't know what's on the other end. And so you can't see the forest through the trees, but you still take it day by day. And you're still, like, handling your shit. And you're still moving through, you know? And so that's, that's the thing. I mean, um, I, I'm with you. I think you can handle a lot more than, than what you think you can. Um, yeah. You just don't know. Because you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. You, you, you've never had to, you know. And again, I don't wish, I don't wish anything bad on people to be like, hey, let's test your stamina today. <clears throat> but, um, you know, to yeah. be able to, uh, you know, to be able to uh, uh, um, know that you've got it in you to survive it, to work through it, to get through it, you know. And and uh, um. I've had I've had my share of you know shit thrown on my on my plate that uh, you know just had to get through and uh, you know and I know you have as well. Um, it's I think we have a tendency to forget how powerful we really are, you know, um, in the regards of the human spirit, and you know it's it's also hard when you see you know, see things happening around you on TV or, or, uh, in the news or whatever. And it's like, you know, it, it, you feel like you're, you're kind of beaten down, but you know, I, 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 I subscribe to this, uh, this Facebook group called born different and everybody mm -hmm. on there, it, it's called born different, but it's, it's, it's really, it should just be called, you know, I'm different. Uh, because some of the people, you know, it happened to them when they were older, but it still fits under the nice umbrella of something is different that happened to them or they were born with something different. And basically it's people who are, um, afflicted with picture, picture somebody who has an affliction that is going to cause people to look, it's a noticeable thing, 
you know, whether it's a missing limbs or, you know, uh, uh, they're, they're one of those people who have the, the, the fragile bone syndrome or they're a dwarf or whatever. They, I've seen all kinds of them. And they do like a little right. mini it, – it's awesome because they, they do a little mini, um, you know, documentary on them, you know, five minutes or so. And the people, you know, oftentimes they have a Facebook following. Oftentimes they have, you know, uh, 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 people who are in their corner that that they bring up on the on the documentary. But it was one of those things that just recently helped me say they don't even look at this as anything. And this is one of those things that would cause most people to just shut down, you know. But if you're born mm-hmm. that way and you don't know any different or it was something that happened to you at a very young age – you know, sometimes it's somebody who's a burn victim who, you know, their face is half missing and they just they, mm-hmm. they get on with life, you know. And it's like I highly recommend that for people who are listening, who it's like if you wonder if you can get through anything. I, I see one of those pop up in my news feed on Facebook probably once or maybe once or twice a day even sometimes. And I'll just watch it briefly. And it's like, damn, you know, they a they don't know any different. Or they do, and they're like, well, they're, I don't have a choice, and so I'm going to make the best of it, you know. And it's uh, it's really inspiring. I'll just say, I'll say that. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I actually just got on it and liked their page and tried to join their group while you were talking there, because now I'm really intrigued. But um, I, I think that that's really fascinating in the fact that, like, they are doing – whatever like they're spreading whatever message that they're spreading right like they they either don't know any different or they do know different and and they're inspiring and whatever i think where the problem lies is not so much on like what energy they're putting out or anyone's putting out but the way that everyone else like like receives the energy or is reacting and like that's the trouble with like the news and things that you know things that bad that bad things that happen in the world with judgment with society, all of that. It's like, it's not so much that somebody's different in a good way or a bad way. It's that people, other people are so judgmental yeah. that they're putting out all this like negative energy back to that person. So now that person who may be different in some way, they don't even, they, they don't just have to deal with the, the fact that they're different or unique, but now they have to deal with all the like, bad energy that comes to them oh yeah like what what if we lived in a world that wasn't like that like where you're you're different so who cares but nobody treats you differently right so like i'm different but now i'm being treated different and that's like that's where the challenge is yeah totally totally that's you know well and some of them some of them get talked you know or talk about how they were bullied and i'm like who Mm -hmm. what what kind of a monster would bully somebody like that you know, I mean, bullying is shitty in any way, but I'm with you. Yeah. You know, I I don't I don't put up with bullies. I, I fortunately I was never really bullied much uh, myself. You know, a mm-hmm. couple instances for a week or two, and then it was cleared up. You know, um, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, it was you know it, it's one of those things that I, I I sit there and it's like who would bully somebody who's missing arms? Who would bully somebody who's Right. wheelchair bound it's like that person really needs to get perspective on their own lives because you know and, and you know it's kids because you know kids are kids are dicks 
you know. So when when they're when total, they're gonna be, assholes. they are. You know, they're, yeah. they're they're mean. You know, they they sit there and they mooch off Santa Claus, and you know, it's just I, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, kids kids can be. They can be, and again, because they may not know any better, you know, or they know better and they don't care because they want someone else to hurt. And the problem is with a lot of bullying is, you know, that they're getting it themselves from, you know, their own, their own family or from other kids who are bullying them or whatever. Um, right. They're know. hurting because they're hurting others because they are hurt either I, inside, mentally, physically, whatever. But yeah, totally, totally. And, and, um, you know, and so it's like, I, I, I I'm not saying I allow bullying, but I understand bullying. And, um, but what, I mean, when you've got somebody who <clears throat> literally cannot defend themselves physically, that's just kind of, that's, 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 that's another level of bullying. So, but, yeah. you know, but the kids, it, a lot of them, it build, you know, helps them build resilience and, uh, you know, the kids in these videos and, um, you know, but there are there are some, though, that are like, you know, yeah, I'm different, but just don't treat me any. And most of them are like that. They're like, don't treat me any different. You know, there's a couple uh, they call them interabled couples um, where I've seen where it's somebody who has a disability and someone who doesn't. And they, you know, they talk about that. But, yeah, it's it's there's a fine line also, though, of where do you where do you stop drawing the attention to it? You know, because if you just yeah. really ignore it, that's not fair either. But if you if you put all the attention in their differences, then that's also not fair. So it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a slippery slope. It's a, it's a difficult situation, but I think the way they're handling it is, is done pretty well because it's all done with the, uh, you know, the person that the documentary about it's, it's done with their involvement. It, it's at least how it appear, appears there. So. <clears throat> yeah, I just this is really interesting. I just had someone reach out to me uh, a couple months ago from middle school, and she just sent me this. We were not connected as friends at the time on Facebook, <clears throat> so she just found me and she sent me a message and she just said, "We went to middle school together." But it was such an awkward time of my life, and there were so many people that were mean to me, and I just wanted to say thank you for being so kind to me. And I thought, and not making this about me, and like, oh, I'm so good. That's not that's not why I say it. I, when I read the message, so many thoughts that came to my mind, like, like, oh my gosh, I did have to sit and think, like, wait, who was she? And then as soon as it came to me, I was like, oh, I remember her. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, but. Why were people, I don't know why people were mean to her. And why would people be mean to her? And that makes me so sad that I never even realized that people were mean to her. And why wouldn't we just be nice to everybody? You know, I just like, had all these like weird random thoughts, but it really like came to, it became very, very clear to me. Like I was not bullied. Uh, so I don't understand, you know, like what that, I can, I, I can imagine what it might be like. But I can't really, like, have that empathy of understanding what it really would have felt like. And I don't think this girl was, like, bullied, like, to the harshest, harshest extent. But it doesn't matter. Like, clearly, even people were, like, making fun of her. And that impacted her life. I mean, middle school was totally. over 20 years ago. And so for her to reach out to someone 20 years later, I mean, think of think of whatever she has had to like deal with or think about or whatever for these 20 years like that is so sad that we are 
I, I don't know. That, I don't want to say that we're allowing it. I don't have children, so I don't, I'm not in that world. So I don't want to say that we're allowing it. And I know that there's a lot of stuff going on and messages, but we need more people to stand up to it. Like we need this world to not just stand up to bullying, but to stand up to all the underlying things. And like when we were talking about, well, they're hurt, so they're hurting. I mean, I kind of pull it back to happiness a little bit and positivity a little bit. Which is why I think, like, yes, we need to have all these movements, but that's why it's so important to have a happiness movement, too. Yeah. And not just happiness when we're adults and we understand what happiness really is and understand that we really want it, but happiness when we are young and instilling that in our children so that they can understand what positivity and happiness is so they can start working on their own happiness at a young age because if those children were happy... I don't think that they would pick on the other children. Yeah, no, I, I have to agree. It's, you know, and, and again, a lot of times it's, it's what they're getting at home, but if they, you know, it, I don't know how you can even prove it. I mean, there are some, there are some kids though that are bullies that they're just bullies. You know, their parents are give them oh, everything totally. and they're nice to them. And it's not that they're spoiled. It's not, you know, they, <clears throat> excuse me, the, uh, you know, the parents are involved in their lives and they go to the parent teacher conferences and they do, you know, they go to all their events and, you know, but they, they, uh, uh, for some reason are just, you know, I don't want to say the term born bad, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, I think if, uh, I, I, I think even, even besides the whole bullying thing, I think people need to learn how to be happy at a younger age. I have to agree with you on that one because I, I just assumed, you know, you 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 go to school, you get out of school, you go to college, you get out of college, you go and get a job, and you, you know, you get the uh, the house and the the you know the white picket fence and the blah 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 the old American dream, and that was what you know everybody was aiming for, and maybe if you're lucky, you can you know be financially successful and make you know make so much money a year that you don't have to worry about it, but. But none of that is actual happiness. I mean, you can you can be happy with that stuff. You can be happy with money. You can be happy with, you know, the 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 uh, the little home with the yard and all that. But that isn't the only answer to happiness, you know. And I and I wish there was more of that taught, where it's like you know, pursue what you want to do, pursue what you want to, what you could envision yourself doing for the rest of your life. You know, that you, right. you know, and, and cause I know I, I've got a member of my family who she was taught, uh, she was told go into business. Teaching isn't your thing. You know, the teaching is, is start, this now keep in mind, I'm, 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 I'm a child of the seventies and eighties. So she's even older than I am. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, at the time, maybe there was a teacher strike on, you know, threat or whatever, but anyway, long story short, my dad told her, don't go into teaching, go into business. And she ended up working in banking and she ended up doing all, and she was miserable. She would have been a freaking fantastic teacher. She would have. It's, it's the one that spoiled me. You know, she would have been, she would have been a fantastic teacher. And so it's like, you know, I wish that she would have known that that was what she, you know, was, that would have made her happy. You know, she could have been able to concretely, tell my dad, no, I don't want to do business. I want to do this. This will make me happy. You know, but he was more worried about her being secure. There's a difference. 
Exactly. You oh, know? yeah. So. Absolutely. And, I mean, I've been there, too, where I worked a great job. Um, I, you know, kind of, if you will, climbed the corporate ladder very, uh-huh. very quickly at a young age. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's, it's the typical story. And, you know, <laughs> I can't tell you, like, when I left that that job and by the way i loved my job like i don't have the story of like oh i quit because i hated my boss i hated the company none of that i loved the company i worked that's for um i absolutely i know right i absolutely (laughs) loved my boss i thought i was going to work there like my entire life it would have been completely fine with me like in the beginning that's, that's what i thought but there was like something pulling at me the whole time that says there has to be more to life. Mm. And all this happened actually before my mom got sick. And I can't tell you like my happiness level, not that I wasn't happy before, I absolutely was, but my happiness level had, I realized very quickly had nothing to do with money. It had absolutely nothing to do with money. It had 100%. absolutely nothing to do. And so like, I I love my life now. I mean, I do creative stuff. I run a couple of businesses, whatever. Wrote a couple of books. I don't think I ever would have written those books if I would have stayed in corporate America, you know? And so all that to me, that's what makes me happy. And that might not be what, every, what makes everyone happy. But uh, I think you've got to really sit down and say, okay, what do I really want to do? Like, do I want to be a teacher? Do I want to go into banking? Like, what do I want to do? And I think some of the some of the worst advice that I hear so much is, is, is opposite. So like, what I mean by that is like, some of the worst advice I hear is saying, um, Oh, you should have a nine to five job and you should be secure. Mm. But on the flip side of that, some of the worst advice I hear is, Oh, don't go into the rat race. You don't want a nine to five job. It's like, Neither one of those bits of advice, in my perspective, and I've had both now, mm-hmm. uh, or I've done both, is right advice. Because, first of all, you don't know. Like, some people love so, to y- go You're right. Some people do. Well, and, yeah. and there's a benefit to that? it. To make the world go around. Yes. No, and I agree. And believe me, I'm the kind of person who I would, I probably would give you that advice of don't get in the rat race. I'll admit it. I'm that kind of person where it's like, you know, don't don't buy don't buy the uh, the stuff, you know, because the stuff starts owning you to quote Tyler Durden from Fight Club. I've used that a few times, Um, (laughs) you know, don't buy the car so you can go to work so you can afford the car so you can go to work and blah, 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 blah. But there are people who genuinely like that. There are people who I've got friends who are like, I don't know how you do it, man, because I I work the nine to five. But. I'll jump ship a few times and I'll go try something on my own and go, eh, it didn't work. So then I'll go back to the nine to five. You know, it's almost like, it's like the little kids swimming out in the middle of the pool and going, yeah, <laughs> they go back to the edge to grab, you know, that's kind of how, <laughs> that's how I am. <laughs> I like that. But, uh, I like that. But it's like, but I want so bad to swim in the deep end. You know, I want so bad to be doing all that. But I've right, got friends right. who are like, yeah, I could never let go of that edge. There's too much security there. There's too much, you know, right. and I'm like, yeah. So, but yeah, it, it's, and again, it comes down to the person. It really does because exactly. I'm genuinely, I'm, I am genuinely happy for people who have no problem getting up, going to work, doing the job, coming home, living for the weekend. You know, uh, um, it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's one of those things that it's just not for me. 
You know, I mean, I, I play the game now, but ultimately I want to get to the point where I wake up when I want to. You know, I'm not saying 2 p.m., but, you know, it'd be nice to wake no, up no. at 9 maybe, you know. Um, yeah. Wake up at 9, go do my thing, go, you know, do the thing that I'm really passionate about. Like this, I could do this for a living. You know, this is great. Yeah. You know. Right. And, uh, um, you know, but, but you know, it, it, however, in the same sense, I'm almost kind of sad for people who are who are content with that, you know, it's like, but there's so much more. You could, you could go do that book you always dreamed over the paintings you always dreamed of. But the practical side of me goes, yeah. And the likelihood of you making a living off of that is not the best. You know, they don't call them starving artists for a reason. So it's like, I, I gotta, I gotta concede and say, you know what? It might not be for you, but this is what I'm going to go for. And therefore, it's, you know, it's a happy medium. It's it's the – I don't condemn anybody who works one of those jobs. I am – you know, I, I, I'm working one myself right now. You know, I am happy for those who are happy in it. I'm, I Mostly, I just want to see people happy. That's well said. Yeah. You know? See, that's so well said. And everyone's different. And so, yeah. yeah, I think that that was perfectly put because – yeah, that's why I don't think it's good advice because it's like, no, that's the advice that that you want. Like you're projecting. Yeah, you no, you're totally right. Someone else, you know, and yeah, and that's not. And when it comes to like, this makes me think about this, and I wrote this about this in my book, but is you know the factors of like happiness, and I think like when you talk about things and stuff, I mean, I'm kind of actually right there with you and in, in not having a lot of stuff, but. Um, but people think that like where they live, you know, we were talking about like Florida earlier and like Denver and the Midwest and all that. I oh, I mean, Denver is dope. Like I miss Denver <laughs> so Denver is pretty much. cool, yeah. Denver is pretty cool, you know, and like either you love Florida or you hate Florida, you know, we were talking about that. But I think I hear so often, especially living in Florida, when I talk to people, they're like, oh, you live in you know, you live in Florida, oh, you're so lucky, blah, 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 like, life is, must be so awesome, you, oh, you live, like, near the beach, that's so cool, and I'm like, but here's the thing, when you look at your happiness, only 10% of your happiness comes from your environment, that's it, 10%, so we think, we think that, hey, if we live on that beach, like, I'm going to be so much happier, that's simply not true. Only 10%. 40% comes from our activities and, like, what we do. And, you know, that's why I think I miss Denver so much. I was just talking to my boyfriend about this the other day, um, and now I'm kind of, like, piecing it all together on, on why I kind of feel this way, is Denver's such an active town. So, oh, like, yeah. I mean, I can't uh, – I like I can't even holy moly like I could go for a hike I can go for a run I can go for a bike ride I could do anything I wanted to do like actively but in addition to that like all of we had like our core group of friends and there was always something to do whether it was a Red Rocks concert or a Nuggets game or a Rockies game or whatever right so those are all activities for me those types of activities make me very very happy I love to do that kind of stuff you don't have that. Well, I'm, I live in Jack's Beach so or in Jacksonville. So we don't live in Jacksonville Beach, but like Jacksonville as a whole is a city. Well, you got the so Jacksonville Jaguars, Jacksonville. Well, okay. So we have that, right? <laughs> but uh, there's not like a trail in sight, you know? Yeah, yeah. But you have the beach. But yeah, I get that. 
don't, but that's 40% of your happiness. So that's why it's so important that we create memories and not things. So going yes. back to like your things, right? And like do those things that are going to make you happy. Uh, and then 50% of our happiness actually comes for our, from our genes. So like how we're born, um, so which is really fascinating, which that gets into like the science of positivity, which we don't have to go down that road. I was just, all, everything that you said just made me think about that. Like, yeah. We think we want this or that, but really our happiness is built on those three factors. And environment is only 10%. I I like the idea of the, uh, of it being in your genes. Can we touch on that for just a moment? Cause I've, I, that's the first I've really even heard of, of genetic happiness. I've heard of genetic, your like cell memory and things like that, you know, where, um, <clears throat> I almost drowned as a kid, so I had like a fear of of swimming. I still do. I don't like to swim. I don't like feeling underwater. My son mm-hmm. was like born with a fear of water, and it makes me wonder if it's not tied to that, you know. And 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 you know, and you hear of other cases like that where it's like something happened to the grandfather, and the and the grandson has a memory somehow of it, you know, not not distinct, clear memory, but a foggy memory or or a gut instinct right. against it. And it makes me wonder if maybe that right there isn't tapping somehow into that whole genetic memory. So it, give me a little like, idea about that. That's actually fascinating. I've never heard. I honestly <laughs> have never heard the term. Yeah. So it is interesting. And, you know, something that my mom said, I'm going to back up for one second and share a story with you. Something that my mom said to me when she was dying was really what led me to kind of study this kind of stuff and study the science of happiness. And, she was in hospice at the time and I had like, I'd come home with this list of questions that I wanted to ask her because we were very clearly nearing the end and her conversation skills were dwindling pretty quickly. And so one of those questions on that list was, Hey mom, what advice do you have for other people to be more positive like you have? Because my mom, by the way, she was super positive, happy, but she also had a very traumatic uh, life growing up. And so so her insane positivity was absolutely that much more insane in my in my opinion. <laughs> and so um so she's the holy shitness or whatever you said it. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so and she said she's just like looking I'll, I'll always remember this. And she just looked at me and she's like she was very soft spoken at the time. And she was like, I don't know like almost like really annoyed that I asked the question. She was like, I don't know. I either believe you are or you aren't. You mean like you're either born awesome or you're born an asshole. Like that's kind of how I took it. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, mom, cool. Good advice. Good advice. So um, anyway, so what I did then was I researched that because I was really, really curious when I was, you know, started to, to dig into this whole science of happiness. And so, yes, and she was right to a certain extent. Right. So this is this whole genes thing. So the science behind it, you want to hear more of the science behind it, is we're all born. There's a thing called the negativity bias factor. So we're as humans, we're more prone to negativity than we are positivity, just like right off the bat. All humans are. So we're already that's why the news is so sensational. Oh, yeah. Because that makes as sense. humans, we're we're so much more attracted to that. Uh, I can't stand the news, by the way. That's why gossip Uh, works. For this reason. That's why what? That's why gossip works. That's why gossip is such a thing. You know, nobody gossips about fun, happy things. It's always negative stuff. 
Yes, it's so true. It's so true. So, so we already have like the negativity bias, and that applies to everyone. And then, in addition to that, there is also research on this gene deletion variant. So it's called ABRA2B. Okay, and that's the gene deletion variant. And if you're a carrier of that variant, then you are more negative than positive. And it also has to do with like how you perceive different situations. So that's why like in its simplest form, some people say, you know, some people see the glass half empty, some see it half full. You know, so in that kind of metaphor, the people who see it half empty um, are like the people who have this gene deletion variant. And what if, what if we see the glass broken? <laughs> I heard a really good one the other day, and I can't. Oh, they're like, I don't see it half empty or half full. I just see it as I need to fill it up. And I'm like, yeah, I like that one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that one. So, um, but yeah, and so 50% of Caucasians have this gene deletion variant. So if you're a carrier of it, you know, when I'm like speaking, doing speaking gigs uh, in, um, in, in front of an audience, I always just put it this way. Hey, look to your right and look to your left. Like wh- either the person to your right or the person to your left. They're negative assholes. Like, yeah. like they're prone that way, right? Or, or you're and, the asshole. And, or you're the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, and there you have it. So that's a little bit of the science. So that's interesting. You're already like, yeah, so we are already like in the fight of our lives. Oh, We're yeah. We're already fighting for happiness before we even try. Damn, that's sad. That's well, <laughs> And then you look at this world and you wonder, okay. And that's yeah. why I think it's so important that we that we rally around this. Like, because it's not, I mean, it's a cause, it's a movement, it can be all those things, but it's not tangible, right? And so I think that that's what makes it a little hard. Like, I'll just go back to it because we were talking about it. Um, but, like, bullying, like, you can see that. Like, that happened. You can't, like, it's hard to be like, hey, let's create like this movement like let's talk about happiness everybody <laughs> you know like wait what because i don't think that a lot of people understand like what does my life look like when i am the ultimate and my ultimate happiness and what would my life look like otherwise like i think you have a sense but i don't think you really know what you can actually achieve once happiness is achieved yeah yeah because well, a lot of times you don't know what you don't know. You don't. <laughs> exactly. That's And that's, you know, that's one of those concepts that I wish other people would understand is it's like you're not looking for a needle in a haystack. A, you don't know what you're looking for. You don't know it's a needle. You don't know that it's, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that you just accept the, the lack of. And so you don't know you're missing it. And I think there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of people out there who are who have just this chip on their shoulder more often mm-hmm. than not, probably due to this whole concept. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, that that's that's really freaking scary, though. And, and it's sad, too, you know, because there are probably people out there who just cannot be happy. Yes, I agree. Uh, to a certain extent, you know, I think. Yeah, to a certain extent. We, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times people who do get it and, and do, um, whether they admit if, if they're positive or negative or happy or not, whether they actually admit that is one thing, but they, they go on like, they almost think like happiness is a destination. Like they go yeah. on this like search for happiness, 
which I think, you know, when if you really dig into this deeply, like it's, it's not a destination. It's, it's a place you get to create. Like you can legitimately create happiness with, from within. And that's what the science tells us. And that's how, um, like if you look at our brains, we can actually rewire our brains. Absolutely. It is true. Like you can create that with it. And once you start to create it, then it's formed, right? So yeah. then it's just like practice. It's like trying to shoot that first free throw. You can't get it. You can't get it. You can't get it. Well, then you get it. So now you get it. Now it becomes easier, 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 easier. And now you can shoot it, shoot it, shoot it and make it, make it, make it, make it and keep doing that. And you know, that in that percentage of success, it's so much higher. It's it goes the same up thing higher. With yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we that's get to create it. And that's the most beautiful thing about happiness. I think is like, once you understand you can create it, then you start to go, okay, how can I get more? Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the thing is, is getting to understand how to be happy in a miserable situation. Yeah. You know, or what you perceive as miserable, you know, misery is, is relative. You know, it's just like uh, uh, just like happiness is relative. It's all of how you react to it. It's all your own personal interpretation of it, uh, because you can have somebody who's at Disney World and be miserable. I only use Disney World because it's a you know it's a tangible location. Plus, I've always wanted right, to go there. Right. But um, <laughs> oh, actually, <laughs> my down. my Let's wife has wanted down. to go. Yeah, really. I promised my wife when we got married 17 years ago that we would go to Disney World someday, and I'm not giving up on that. We're going to be in our walkers <laughs> going to Disney World. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it's just – it's one of those things where it's like you have people who, who are in the happiest place on earth, and they're miserable. And then you got people who are, yeah. you know – in prison and they're writing books and there's, you know, and they're staying positive and they're staying happy. So it's, yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's not something to take for granted. I will say that. So, and, uh, and that, that, that whole concept that it could come down to a genetic level, but if you can rewire it, you know, I've had, had conversations with previous guests about different types of rewirings of the brain and, and that, and this, this sounds like it would come into play with that, um, you know, it's more throughout the whole body, perhaps, if it's a genetic thing. But, you know, you've got uh, you've got synopses and, 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 and endorphins and things like that, that that come into play that, you know, maybe maybe the gene is causing lack of those and and doesn't know how to react to them when you get that, you know, thing that that should truly make you happy as opposed to, you know, the new car or the chocolate bar kind of thing. You know? Right, 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 right. So, right. But uh, but yeah. that, that's. That's anytime I want to, you know, buy anything new, I'm just going to start eating a candy bar because it's like apparently it releases. Uh, Chris, in fact, uh, 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 mentioned it on his <laughs> podcast that, that it releases like the same types of endorphins or whatever as a, as a purchase of a new car. So it's like for those of you who who struggle with buying a new car and getting a new car and having uh, having negative equity rolled into it and all that, just keep keep a you know, bag of Hershey bars. <laughs> yeah, but you know, so this is an interesting point though too, because when you were saying that, I was going to say, yeah, like sugar kind of releases similar, has like a similar chemical reaction as happiness, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I don't, I don't uh, give advice for people to just go out and like overload on sugar and that's going to make you happy because it's not, right? No. So, but now you came up with an interesting point that just made me think about this only because we mentioned it earlier that like, okay, so say you're going to go get that new car mm -hmm. and that makes you happy. So one of the things that from like a rewiring of the brain, 
I used to be that person, right? When mm-hmm. I was young, got paid way more than I should have, like at that young of an age. So I didn't even know what to do with the money. So I was just like, woo, yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Oh, yeah, let me get this. Oh, okay, cool. I'll get this out. Like, whatever, right? So, but now I got to tell you, if I, it almost has the opposite effect on me now. Like, things almost have negative energy yeah. for me now. No, I hear I you. really have to think about it. Where in the past, I would have been so happy to get that new couch from West Elm or whatever <laughs> that I didn't need because I already have a couch, right? But, yeah. like, now I would be like, oh, shoot, that's, like, one more thing. Or maybe I should use, like, a chair as an example. That's, like, one more thing in my living room. I don't know if I want that one more thing. And so I it's almost like I've rewired my own brain when it comes to that and, like, correlating it with happiness. Yeah. It's almost like things now do not make me happy when they used to. Yeah, I, I to me, things strictly serve a function. The yeah. actual purchase of the item, and I've and I have been that way for a while. I my uh my wife and I we've got a a a TV that we bought in like 2010. So it's like 10 years old and it was a middle of the road TV. And I saw mm-hmm. a TV that was 15 inches bigger and <laughs> half the price. It was on like a Memorial Day sale. And normally I wouldn't care, but I was like, you know what? And it's a middle of the road brand. It's a brand I've never even heard of, but it had phenomenal reviews. I'm like, okay, there's a ton of great reviews. Our TV's probably on its last leg. My job isn't necessarily completely secure right now. So why don't we get a TV while I've got my job still? And uh, they're talking budget cuts and all that, but I'm not worried. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm genuinely not worried about it. Um, I'm something will work out. Um, and, uh, and I, and so we went for it and it was like 320 bucks with tax and everything. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, but now we've got a TV and I don't have to worry about it for a while. And it's, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like I wanted to get the TV to make myself feel happy or, or fill some void that I felt that I had, you know, with, with, with a lack of a bigger screen TV. It's like, no, we lived with a 40 inch TV for 10 years, you know, lived with Jesus. You know, I remember watching 13 inch black and whites in my bed, 10 inch black and whites in my bedroom when I was a kid, you know, um, but yeah. uh, little hand me down TVs. And, um, (laughs) and so, you know, it's, it's, it's just, uh, you know, I was completely content is what I should say. Not lived with, but content with a 40 inch, you know, basic run of the mill. There were some flaws with it, you know, kind of TV. Uh, uh, I've said time and time again on the podcast, I drive an $800 car because it serves the function of getting me, I can't drive. All right. I I shouldn't be driving much. So what would the sense be of me buying a new car? You know, it's like, does it get me from here to there? Get me to the grocery store? Yeah. So it serves a purpose. And so, you know, um, and my wife's car is is 15 years old. You know, it's we're probably going to drive that to the wheels fall off and didn't get another one. You know, it's it's literally. (laughs) But when I was younger. Oh, yeah. I used to. I used to go buy, you know, buy the toys and buy the junk and all that because I felt like it made me happy. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. And now it's like, unless I can see a genuine reason for it or a genuine, genuine purpose or function for something, I don't buy it. Unless it's food that I really like, then I'm bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> Those candy bars. Those candy yeah, right. Bars. <laughs> that, and for me, the biggest time it was longest time it was Taco Bell. That was my nemesis. I had a real addiction to Taco Bell. I haven't had it in like three years now. I've kind of just stopped myself off of a lot of fast food. So, but, um, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, still I'm eating garbage though, but it's a different kind of garbage. It's a higher quality garbage. So There yeah. you go. Why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> progress progress, not perfection. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you know, we we've we've kind of we've kind of run the uh uh the length of a typical episode, but let me ask you this though. The big the big question is, you know, having Having had someone close in your life, I've had, you know, several people myself um, and and talking from the happiness gene that brings up a whole, you know, another concept or whatever of this all could tie into it. What what do you think, you know, the big question being, what do you think happens when we die? Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to answer this question the way um, my mom used to say this before she got, she used to always say this and I've said it ever since she died now. Cause I'm like, man, she might've been onto something. <laughs> she always said, she goes, if I die or when I die, she always said, I want to come back as one of my own dogs. That's what she said. Cause she spoiled the shit out of the dogs, out of her dogs. <laughs> And so it's so funny. I just said this the other day. I was like, literally, like within the last forty-eight hours, I just said this. I was telling the story, and I go, "Man, Ramon always said if she ever came back, she'd want to." And, and then I, and then she also always said dogs were meant to be spoiled. And so I'm gonna just say, I'm not saying that happened, but maybe if reincarnation is a thing, oh, yeah, right? Like I... when we die. I'll just say, um, I'll say that I want to. I don't know if that's what happens. But, um, no, I just, there's, you know, there's something to that, too. What, um, you know, what different people believe when, when you die. Because it's like, it, it's odd when someone dies at first. Oh, yeah. Like, that's it. Like, that's the end. Like, done. That's it. There's no more conversation. There's no more hugs. There's no more... You can't hear her voice anymore. Yeah. You can't hear her laugh, you know? So, There's no um, more advice. I'd like to, exactly, right? Yeah. So I'd like to think that when we, um, when we die, that uh, we come back in whatever form, whatever form that is, that we get spoiled the shit out of because I think <laughs> we all deserve that. <laughs> I, I do personally. I, I used to... I was rose, er, rose, raised Roman Catholic, you know, Irish Catholic kind of thing. And, uh, yeah. and it was like, oh, reincarnation, that, that's, that's just not possible. You die, you go to heaven, you go to hell, that's it, done. And it's like, no, I, the more the different, you know, the different uh, 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 philosophies and religions and everything I'm getting exposed to, not just because of this podcast, that's kind of what helped me get it, you know, get the idea to do the podcast was, you know, it was one of the contributing factors, but you know, there there are other there are other cultures out there that that fully believe in the reincarnation, and, and honestly, I I mm-hmm. I can I can see that. I to me that makes sense. To me, it's almost like you know, there's so many spirits in wherever we come from. You know, another plane of existence, uh, uh, a big you know uh, heaven type area, wherever the hell it happens to be, and. I think we come back for, you know, multiple times. I used to, I used to really be against that, but now it's like, no, I think that's what we do. I think we, you know, see, you come back as a spoiled dog. You come back as a, as a giraffe, you come back as a fruit fly and you're like, shit, what the hell happened? And then, you know, and then you're gone and then, (laughs) you know, and then you might come back as another person, but you know, I, I, um, I have to agree. Yeah. Come back as a spoiled lap dog, you know, a person. I want to, you know what? I want to be one of those little, like, 
Yeah, totally. I want to be like a purse chihuahua. One of those miniature chihuahuas that just <laughs> barks at everything. You know? <laughs> Ew, I love that. I mean, I think now is the time to tell you that my dog actually does have a little bag carrier that I carry her around it. <laughs> is she a miniature chihuahua? I feel like it's really appropriate that I tell you that now. No, she's a little Yorkie. A little but, Yorkie, okay. Uh, you know. Yeah. And does she no, have... She's got her own little bag. Oh, that's awesome. Does she have... Uh, does she Does she bark and have attitude with everybody? No. No? She's no. Actually one of those, no, she's actually one of the little dogs that, uh, unless you ring the doorbell, she's, yeah. pretty, she's pretty chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's Just a purse dog. I like her. That's awesome. Yep. I, uh, you know what? I don't mind. I don't mind purse dogs when they're well behaved. I, 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 I've gone on plane trips where the people bring them in there, and it's like the thing is barking at every person that comes down the aisle, and it's like really, you know. So, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah no, no that's, that. So you got a little Yorkie. <laughs> that's the other kind. You got you get the Chihuahuas, you get the Yorkies, and um, what's the one that has a smashed in face? Not the pug, but oh, the one shit. Shih tzus, yes, that's another one that I picture with that. So, but the uh, funniest thing that I've ever heard about that about their smash faces is <laughs> shih tzus go for a uh, run. They're running the twenty yard dash in a hundred yard gym. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's, uh, yeah, that you know it's it's. Spoil spoil your pets. We do, you know. We try to. That's that. Honestly, I well, mean, you know, spoil them because you might come back as one. And so, do you want to come back as right? one of them? Totally. Like, right. You, you want know, to come back as one of them? Be like, oh, I treated that one like shit. Now I gotta live that. Now life I gotta too. live that. Life. Oh God, I hate when people have their dogs outside all the time, or their, you know, their, their their cats are roaming. You know, let your cats go out every once in a while if you want to. You know, ours honestly, ours were always indoor cats, and then one day they got a taste of freedom, and then they wanted to go out every day. You know, but they were always back uh, at yeah, night. Yeah. You know, so yeah. But uh, no, that makes sense. I mean, one of the things that. Uh, you know, to kind of kind of go back to the beginning of the conversation, uh, one of the things that I do appreciate, and I have sincerely appreciated the fact, is how understanding you were. Because uh, when I canceled, it was you know a couple pets. We had two pets die within a period of two That's weeks. Right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, they this no, one cat. Well, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I feel like I have to tell you the same thing because. And part of me thinks that you forgot this, so now I'm just going to point out how much of an asshole I was, because you <laughs> you asked to reschedule, and then I just like, didn't respond, and then you were on Chris's podcast, and you're like, yeah, most people, like, I got rescheduled, except for one, but, you know, whatever. And I was like, oh, shit, that one? I think that's me. <laughs> I honestly, I don't even remember saying that, but... uh. uh remember i had a couple other people who who uh, uh uh like one canceled and a couple it was just like yeah you know my and and when i say whatever sometimes it's it's it comes off i, I have a i have an issue with my tone sometimes where people are like why are you mad i'm like i'm not mad 
And it's like, what? It's like, <laughs> <"Dry>, yeah, <you laughs> know? no, I honestly don't even remember that. I seriously though, in all sincerity, I was so happy that you were so understanding. And, uh, and, and you know, and I knew it would, it's only been seven months, you know, and in one respect, yeah. you know, but I, I only launched, I only, I, I'm only launching on the first I've only recorded, you know, uh, maybe about 14, 15 episodes, you know, basically what happened was I, I decided I was going to go back at it and reached out to a bunch of people who had been on Chris's podcast. And I knew you, you were on a separate list cause you were somebody I was talking with already, but I contacted you the same day. And when you went, hell yes, I was so geeked. I was so excited. <laughs> so, but, uh, <laughs> I was so excited that you were so excited. I love that email. You're like, Oh my God. Awesome. Yeah, well, I was ready for you to be like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> of course but, I wouldn't do no, that. That's, uh, no, and, and of I, what I know of you, I, I figured you would, you know, it would be a, a scheduling conflict or something. But but I was mentally prepared for you to just be like, not at this time or something, you know. So I am, I yeah. generally, I'm glad you made, help, you know, made made uh, space for me. So, um, and taking your Sunday. Absolutely. So I, uh, again, but uh Amy, I'm glad I finally got a chance to get you on. I was so glad to be able to talk. You gave me some things to think about. You know, that uh, that happiness gene is something I might have to do some digging around and, and do some research on that because that's, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, maybe they can, I don't know, fix that for some people if they have a real problem with it, you know. But Yeah, so very fascinating. Providing they want help. You know, that's the other thing is you can't help Correct. the people who don't want help, so. Yep, okay. so true. No, it was absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So, I uh, well, I, you know, maybe we'll get you on again here. And um, if not, I it was definitely good talking to you. So you have yourself a good day. Yes, thank you. Let's stay connected. You take care. All right. Thanks so much. <laughs> thank you. Okay, bye. bye-bye. And that was my conversation with Amy Dix. Very fun, very positive, very just able to look at life on the bright side constantly so you know it's it's just it's very refreshing to have people like that in the world because i do have a tendency to be kind of a little less half empty uh but uh you know i'm getting better i'm filling it up so anyway if you want to learn more about amy check out her positive life company it's positive the positive life um And in the meantime, see, I said it again. Have yourself that damn good day and have yourself an amazing life. Change it up a little. That made me happy.